Hey, it's Erin Anderson from Live Big Co. And you're listening to the Power to Be podcast. This week, I get to coach someone as they navigate an area of their life that's stuck toward an insight that will give them personal power. My hope is that you'll listen for an insight for yourself along the way. Let's find out what this week's guest has the power to be. Good morning, Carlo. Good morning. <laughs> so you're calling me from? I'm calling you from New Zealand. Wow. And it's what time? <laughs> 5 a.m. right now. <sighs> yeah. Are you an early riser? Totally. Totally. I'm, a, I'm definitely an early bird. Yeah. Well, listen, I, first of all, I appreciate you coming on to do this podcast with me and, uh, and jumping into the unknown and for my goodness, getting up at a, at an incredibly early hour. I, um, I just really appreciate you doing this. So I, um, I would love just to begin with, tell me just, a, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Right. Okay. So I was born in Brazil and, uh, uh, I think after a year and a half after graduating as a mechanical engineer, uh, I realized that uh, life in Brazil was kind of getting too comfortable. Uh, I had a good job. Uh, I had, of course, the comfort of living with my family and uh, having access to all the benefits that comes with it. And... I decided that it was time to pursue a childhood dream with, of living overseas. So I uh, pretty much quit my job, took about a year of planning, uh, reading, uh, did a bit of traveling as before deciding to, to move to New Zealand. Uh, and I think this, was pro this is probably the best decision that I ever done uh, to just go with it, uh, basically. Mm. Uh, after, as I mentioned, about a year of planning, I realized that if I don't act on it, I will just keep planning and I will not do it. Mm -hmm. So I just pretty much booked the tickets, uh, hop on the plane and figure out some of details when I was here, actually. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that taught me a lot of lessons because, you know, one thing is uh, reading in books of trusting your intuition, uh, having faith in, in the universe or God or, you know, life, whatever people like calling it. Uh, and telling that to other people. But I think once you, you jump to a, to a situation where you're really out of your comfort zone, and, you know, pursuing your dreams, uh, you get to put all of this knowledge in practice. And this is something that really marked me doing or throughout the experience, because uh, if I was doing that today, I, I a lot of it, the admin stuff and the planning I would have done differently now that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more aware of what happened. Uh, but I think in terms of, growth and you know uh trust in my intuition believing in, in what's happening uh learning about myself i wouldn't have done anything different and i think uh this whole experience shaped who i am today and the way i mm -hmm. see things so yeah it's amazing yeah so and what uh, are you what are you ready to create now i think uh one one thing that i uh that I hold very close to my heart is the fact that uh, I don't do a lot of things, but the things that I do, I dive deep into it. Uh, you know, I try to do my best uh, on those things. I think uh, yoga is something that is really important for me at the moment, and I'm 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 really committed to to grow on that. Uh, and yeah, I think if I in a, in a first moment, what comes to my mind is really uh, creating something around yoga. Uh, mm. Yeah, because it, it really changed my life over the, the last year, you know, since I, I started getting deep into it. Uh, I feel the difference uh, on myself. I think I, I've 
I've been provided with the tools to uh, to go deep uh, into becoming more aware of who I am, of what do I do, why do I do things. Uh, I've got a background in mechanical engineering, so uh, I kind of like breaking things down and mm -hmm. analyzing them. And I think that principle uh, I apply to myself as well, uh, you know, in my emotions in my planning why do I, why am i feeling this why am i not feeling this why have i reacted to a to a situation like that and i think it uh it really resonates with what yoga is about mm -hmm. tell tell me tell me in your words what is yoga about uh i think it's about connecting with yourself basically mm -hmm. it, it's bringing that union back between the the capital S self and the mm -hmm. uh, lowercase S self. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if we look at a, at a at a physical practice, I think it's it is just you know the the let's say the perfect training ground where you can challenge yourself, you can prepare yourself for the world. Uh, mm. And uh yeah, for for me, it, it's got a very uh, personal connection because I like challenging myself. And uh, mm. since I've started practicing, I feel like I can push myself even further than I was doing so far. Mm -hmm. And what? And so, what? What has that given you access to? Being able to push yourself further like that. What is? What has that shown you? Well, it all started with the physical practice, I guess, uh, you know, uh, but I've realized that uh, it just reflects on anything else that I'm doing. Uh, I'm, uh, let, let's say I'm comfortable on stepping out of my comfortable zone, in, if that's possible <laughs> to define yeah. it like that. Uh, yeah. You've always been attracted but, uh, to that. You've been attracted to stepping yeah. out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm quite aware that, you know, this is where the good things happen. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think uh, yoga just uh, reinforced that feeling. Uh, you know, every, every time I challenge myself on a, on a pose, uh, I, I realize that it is no different than doing something at work or doing something in my relationships uh yeah and throughout my entire life i guess yeah so, yeah there and, seems uh, like a, a real synergy there mm -hmm. yeah and uh you know I, as i mentioned before i've been reading for a long time uh uh not just about yoga but about life principles and and all those things and i've and i've realized that if i don't share it then i, I don't know how useful it is you know, right. I, I think I think I dedicated so much time of my life to learn about these things and 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 for myself initially, of course. Uh, but I kind of feel like I have the responsibility to now share it because it changed mm. my life. So mm. why not helping other people to change their lives as well? So tell me, what are uh, if you can get as specific as you can? In what ways has yoga changed your life? Uh, for a long time, I, I was just uh, running and doing exercises, but I think it was kind of separate to to that spiritual connection. Uh, and I think this is this is the most interesting connection that I had with yoga is that uh, unity of uh, physical practice, spiritual growth, and personal awareness. Mm. it's everything together in in in, in the same activity mm -hmm. and then and then so if you can demonstrate so um you know it's it's um it's so common that we have these incredible experiences and <clears throat> excuse me there's a deep knowing mm. inside of our body and inside of our mind and inside of our spirit of um of a deep of a deep understanding like a deep grounded knowing and then if you can bring it to language in a way that would have somebody who is say um you know like you know a, a restaurant um waiter you know who is breezing by your your table and you want to stop him for three minutes and tell him the ways that yoga has changed your life what would you say 
Mm. Let me just think about that for a moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, what we're doing is we're we're uh, we're grounding it into language. We're putting it into language in a way that um, is beyond your own comprehension. Uh, comprehension. I get that you get how yoga has changed your life, but the moment you actually bring it into language, in a way that can create a relational connection with another human being, then mm. you create connections like a spider web that then builds. So that guy gets it, sees and understands and has a a relational awareness about what did this practice do for this human being? And I get it. So how, how could you have him understand or her understand what yoga has done for you? Yoga for me, uh, it just helped me release my true potential if mm-hmm. I would put in a sentence, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I and I can and I just feel that the more I dive deep deep into it, the more things I have to explore in my physical okay. practice, in my life, and it seems like it's just endless uh, source of goodness. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. I love that. Because it's um uh you know one one of the things in the personal development world and yoga world is that we can accidentally fall into the into the trap of jargon. So even releasing my true potential is uh do you think that the waiter would understand what you mean by that? I think it's a bit vague, but I, yeah. I think I think it also connects to uh to what what the, what the person is feeling is feeling at that moment, and, and what the person understands by uh, her or his true potential. Uh, well, we're we're only talking about you, so it's only you saying, "Okay, so I'll tell you what yoga did for me is it saved my marriage." Mm-hmm. And what it did was it helped me um, come out of myself and my own self-obsessive thoughts and self-obsessive focus and had me lift my chin and look up and look out at the relationships I was building around me. It also helped me understand personal responsibility, had me understand that everything that is happening in my life is happening for me and that everything that is happening in my life was because of me. So that's what yoga did for me. It get, had me really get with what was happening in my life in a way that had me get that I was the source of it. So that might be something that s- somebody might understand, I hope. And so tell me more, like here, here's the, the, the risk, Carlo, is that you're so, um, you're so ingrained in your experience of yoga and you're being guided and led by really good teachers. Mm. The concern is that you get these concepts given to you like true potential or releasing your true potential. And you don't fully have the language formed in your mind about what you even mean by that. So let's go there. What? So Carlo, 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 tell me what is your true potential? Like what, what does, what, uh, what was it before you were where before and you are now where with respect to your potential? Okay. Uh, I've never considered myself as a public speaker or leading classes or anything like that, for example, I, I understand I haven't done the teacher training yet, so I don't get fully understand what it means to be a teacher or to lead a class or, or something like that. But, uh, I think you do. I think well, you know fully well what it takes. Yeah. I, uh, again, I, I, I understand I, in a theoretical field, let's say I've never done mm-hmm. it myself. Uh, mm-hmm. but, it, I think it's something that uh, that maybe I avoided for some time, you know, in my life. Right. Like uh, I, I, I much rather have a one-on-one conversation than addressing uh, mm. a, a large number of people. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something that really caught my attention because, again, since I started learning a bit more and diving deep into the knowledge, I keep having, let's say, this. The, I, I say visions, maybe visions is not the right expression of of addressing a large number of people. Uh, and I think that door has been open for me 
Yeah. Be- because of the feeling. It-, it is something that is not just something that I feel like, uh, okay, maybe I should give it a try, see what happens, you know, like, uh, uh, ooh, it- it- it's something stronger than that. And this is what really got my attention because mm. uh, I think especially it's easy, especially in a professional realm to, okay, I can do that. I'm good at that. And I'll just choose that as a career, but you don't have that feeling of this is, this is something that I'm doing with a purpose. This is, yeah. you know, it, it is. And, and, and the way it, my relationship with yoga changed recently is that it has become not just an activity, a mm. physical activity or a uh, uh, reading activity or anything like that. It, it, yeah, I just got that stronger personal connection with it that maybe right maybe i still don't have the the right expressions to to really define what it is uh mm-hmm. but it's really a, a really strong feeling and i'm still discovering it to be honest mm, yeah oh i love it well you you talk a lot about um the the never ending a deep well, the endless source, how you never really reach the bottom or you never yeah. really reach the top. And I mean, you know, a joke that we often say in yoga is you don't win yoga. <laughs> there's mm, no arriving. Sure. And so that's the wonderful thing about this quest is that there's always as you evolve and as you grow and as you transform, there's always more and more for you to discover. That's that's the beauty of yoga. That's the endless endlessness of it, the infinity of it. Um, one of the things I really hear as a theme with you is you talked about your experience back in Brazil when you were, you had a good education, you're very head, head smart. So very, um, you know, uh, brain focused, smart and living at home mm-hmm. and being given lots of comforts and, um, how you realized that, that you were starting to squirm against that. Uh, default setting that, oh, this is just the way it is. Oh, I can, I can just coast. And you thought, no, I want to live on the edge. I want adventure. I want something new. So you disrupted yeah. your whole life and off you went and, and traveled the world. And now you're living in a completely different culture and a completely faraway land. And so this is part of the theme of, of what um, the makeup of who you are is that there's something that you you won't accept around the default drift, the complacency. Do you know that I was saying this um, the other day that the opposite of uh, hate, um, sorry, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is complacency. Mm. And that's not who you are. You are someone who likes to be passionate and on fire. And so what I sense that yoga has really given you access to is an engaged life, a life of engagement where you're pressing down into all four corners of your feet. You're feeling the pit of your belly pull up and in. You're feeling your arms burn. That's an engaged human being. And from that, from the access of the physical, you've gotten past that default drift because you cannot default drift when you're being held in a (laughs) warrior two for 10 breaths, right? Mm. There's no default setting there. It's all cylinders on, 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 you know, you're, you're spinning on. And so you're the person who likes that experience of being switched on. Now you're starting to notice that there's a next layer to that, that beyond the engaged life is the life of service. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly how I feel. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. Pardon. You nailed it. (laughs) I just reframed it. I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But what do you, what do you hear in that? What do you, what do you see in that? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's exactly right. Uh, it's the engaged life. Uh, Mm. I, I have to say that, uh, Although I, I perform my job well, uh, I don't feel engaged with it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I think... Uh, w- Why not? W- uh, I think I'm not being challenged anymore. You know, when I, when, uh, when, yeah. when I, when I arrived in New Zealand, I came to with the idea that, okay, I will, I will try something completely different, com- completely unrelated to what I was doing in Brazil. And I, and I really achieved that. 
but I've been doing it for three years and I'm kind of navigating through the company basically looking for other stuff and how can I help other people with the knowledge that I have uh, and, and and I think in these situations when I get to help someone uh, and transforming the way they work into a more efficient way or something like that or, or even just helping them achieve in what they are trying to achieve uh, that's probably the highlight of what I'm doing at the moment uh, it is not let's say the the tasks that are written in my job description does it make right. sense yeah absolutely so um yeah <laughs> yeah so, now um okay keep going so what yeah. uh, and i think this is something again if we if we go back to yoga that yoga brought that engagement back because you, if you just keep diving deep, it will just keep bringing you new experiences, new information, new everything. As as we said, it it's just endless. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think uh, if you and of course we, we're just saying yoga, but way way beyond the physical practice, right? This this goes into the the spiritual, this the 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 self awareness and, and everything that comes with it. Uh, and I think if, if you the way I see it, if, if I am not engaged with yoga, it's not because there's not inf enough information there. It is just because I am not in, not in the, I, I am not being engaged. You know, uh, when you say I'm not being engaged, what do you what do you mean by that? Say say a bit more about that. No, uh, just an example. Like uh, uh, at the moment, I'm being really engaged with the practice with with the whole. Uh, yoga uh, thing, right? Uh, I'm mm -hmm. just making a comparison with with work, for example. Is if I just keep performing the the jobs on my job description, uh, then I can easily run out of options. Like the challenges keep repeating themselves, uh, although different clients, different people, but it, it's pretty much all of the same. Mm -hmm. you know? Who's who's speaking um, when you when you say I am being engaged or I am not being engaged? Who's speaking? The capital S self or the small S self? I think both. I, mm -hmm. I, I believe both uh, <clears throat> because, uh, as I said before, if I, I'm really a challenge-driven person, uh, and I and I like being challenged on both asses. Mm -hmm. I, I like to, uh, who, who, so who, wait, so let's just look there. So whose responsibility is it to challenge you? It is my responsibility. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sensing there's a, there, you say both. And I, I, I would agree. There's, there's, um, a, just a, a tiny little like sliver not just a tiny little sliver of belief that um, at work, that it's someone uh, that you have to be challenged, that you must be challenged, it, like extremely challenged in order for you to be engaged. Mm. And, and that uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, so the, the distinction, of course, you know, for, for the listeners between the capital S self and the small S self is ego versus spirit. And I, um, you know, we know very well that the ego is always going to be there and that the ego is it, our job. Its job is to keep us safe and relatively small. So the ego wants to keep us protected and wants to keep challenges at bay really like that's the ego's job it, the ego wants to keep you looking smart and um you know practical and uh, successful but without disrupting anything but your spirit carlo your capital s self is very dynamic and loves to loves chaos and disruption and change and um challenges and grit that's that's the nature of your spirit it quite likes that thrives there. Yeah. <clears throat> and there might be a bit of a tug of war happening between the two. Do you sense that? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Where then you become slightly divided where see the the the, the challenge is is that um the 
repetitiveness of a career job or a, any kind of job, whether you're whatever it may be, um, doing admin or writing blogs or teaching yoga classes, when they become repetitive, do you lose that sense of challenge? What happens then? What usually do you, what, yeah. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. Usually what happens is, is just, I, I just look for another one. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I keep looking for challenges and, uh, huh. I, I once brought it mm-hmm. up with my, with my colleagues and, uh, uh, and my manager as well, which they, they know me really well. And, uh, yeah. pre- pretty much what, uh, what happens is when, when there's something that, no one else wants to do it because it's too challenging. It it lands on me, <laughs> which I'm quite. Do happy you like at. that? Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I love mm-hmm. that feeling of uh, if if I don't do it, it just won't happen. Mm. And and um, is that something you appreciate? Do you, you do you enjoy that, or does that feel like a burden? No, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I it it just adds another uh let's say layer of encouragement uh to right to, but to you, do. You, you're experiencing a bit of stagnation at work is that what you're what you're noticing yes uh the way i would put it i would say that uh, i can still find challenges in my at, at work uh but i think it's covid changed a lot of the situation like we mm-hmm. were moving towards a different scenario than uh, and exploring new stuff uh trying to let's say grow the business in a in a way that we haven't done before and bringing new uh our, our product's not a physical product it's just intellectual and and digital but let's say bringing a new product to the market uh and of course there's a lot of r&d involved on that uh and since covid happened we pretty much know we need to to get back to basics and to make sure that we can we can keep our billable hours up and not just focusing on R and D. Right. Uh, and that took a bit of the challenge away because, okay, we need to focus on what we are doing already. Uh, and then back to what I mentioned before, like it, it's the, pretty much the same challenges, the same, uh, uh, yeah, so, no, same, same challenges, same experiences, same, same, uh, product per se. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's look I I I want to dive into what so I want to ask you this. I'm looking for the I'm looking for what's not working. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for what is the what's the pinch, what's the um you know the kink in the hose. So um I want to just check in with you. If you're always looking for challenges, do you ever feel at peace? Yes. Yes, I think what uh, no, well, not I think. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, the moment I am I am performing something at my best, it, that moment that I lose sense of time, space, and I'm just focusing on that very specific task, and I quite often have that feeling that I'm just being the person, let's say, entering the data or... Uh, putting the logic behind what's happening, but that is just coming to me. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I'm just a mean that that action is happening. And that is a really peaceful moment for me and a really mm. rewarding moment for me. And uh, it, it happens as well. If, if we, if we relate back to yoga, you know, mm-hmm. that, that moment when, let's say you you put your ego aside or i put my ego aside and i just let the practice happen through me mm. it is the, it's the same feeling it is a peaceful feeling it's a rewarding mm. feeling it's a uh it's a great environment mental environment to be or spiritual environment to be uh and i think that's why i keep looking for these challenges uh Mm. And it's that feeling. Does it make sense? Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, I'm I'm pausing in the wisdom of this and also the dilemma. So you've got a, a really beautiful way of describing flow state. 
So the the concept of flow mm. state is is pretty profound. It's it's like standing on the edge of a very steep ski run, and you know you're digging your poles into the snow, and you're ready to push off. Like all your focus and all of your attention is laser focused on one one act because your life depends on it. So that's flow. Flow mm-hmm. state is um, is all yeah all things zeroed in on one area, and so you're saying. Um, you're saying this in such a lovely way that this this flow state gives you that sense of peace where I mean it doesn't have to be your life depends on it, but where you're experiencing letting letting the practice happen through you. Yeah. And what I'm sensing though is that where there is a slight split energy is that you have that capability and that awareness, yet there's moments when that flow state um, diminishes or flattens where you're, you are almost a hell no for that. This, uh, there's almost an addiction for the flow state where you're thinking, oh God, I'm coasting. This isn't okay. I need a challenge quick. And so there can be these spikes in, um, in your attention where your attention then goes out searching for the next, uh, the next challenge. So you go from flow to um looking for the next big challenge yeah absolutely i think it's exactly that yeah and so um does that so what is your um your sense of your nervous system you're young right you're a young vital young guy right you got lots of energy or do you ever feel tired well i do feel tired sometimes uh, uh <laughs> but no mostly i'm i'm, I'm pretty On full of Sundays. energy <laughs> yeah. well, I, you have a lot yeah. of energy sure yeah i, I, I would say i I've, I've got my lazy days <laughs> that's good. thank gosh okay so uh, what i'm looking for is in that split energy of your ability to be in flow state letting the practice so when we say practice you and i when we talk about practice we're referring yeah. to all things relationships are a practice, right? Parenting is a practice. Work is a practice. That's why they call it a law practice, right? Medical practice. So all things really are a practice, including your yoga. Your meditation is a practice. Like what we said about yoga being infinite, there's no arriving. And that's part of the, the, the joy of it is that there's, there's no nailing yoga or meditation. It's, it's an endless source. So if you're, if you feel, you feel so, so at home and so, um, embodied when you're in letting the practice flow or happen through you, what's the thing that stops that from happening? What's, if you could name it, what's the thing that, that breaks that spell? Okay. Um, I sometimes feel that the the growth, not the growth, but uh, sometimes I do feel like it, it is a bit ego driven, and I notice that in my practice. I notice that when I when I wanna when the, when the pushing harder comes from from ego, that flow is breaking. Mm. And where does ego live for you in your body? In a part of my body. Ah, is that a question? <laughs> yeah. Where where in your body does your ego live? I would say it's probably in my head, in my in my yeah. brain, in my in my thoughts. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your 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 brain and your thoughts. So this is um forgive me, I can't remember who said this, but someone said that the mind is an incredible servant and a terrible leader. Yeah. Because our mind makes up stories, makes up meaning, makes up a narrative, and then our heart and spirit starts to believe it, and then oopsie. So your brain, your mind, are is where your ego lives. And so you said your ego, when you're in an ego-driven state, it your ego says push harder. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who? Who did you learn that from? Who did you learn push harder from? I I wouldn't be able to name a person maybe just because I don't remember but I my memories is just from myself I guess uh So I, when I, you I, were I can, when I you can, were 6 I, months Yeah so when you were 6 months old did you say it's time to push harder 
Uh, well, I wouldn't remember that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm being a bit silly. Like imagine a six month old saying, I've got to push harder, you know, in their mind. So yeah. um, my, my point is, is that the narrative on the ego driven narrative that says push harder is, is unique to you. Not all human beings have that. Some do for sure. I mm. don't. I have a different narrative that was installed, right? We learn, we absorb, we learn, we listen. As you know, that the brain and the mind shows up in language. So where did that language come from? You think it's you. It sounds a lot like you. You're pretty mm -hmm. sure it's you, but it's not you. It was innocently transmitted to you through the atmosphere in which you grew up. Mm -hmm. So we can look very um, um, easily down to your family, your father, mother. You could kind of just quickly identify: is it my mom? No, dad? Mm, maybe mm, brother? I don't. There's some somewhere, uncle. Like there's somebody in a close proximity to you growing up that taught you to push harder. Do you have a sense? Listen, this is not a blame thing. This is just an identify. We're just going to identify. Oh yeah. Uh, the closest person I can think about is my mom, but not in a sense that she asked me to push harder. I think it mm -hmm. was leading a bit by example in that, uh, in completely different disciplines, you know, she's a, uh, way more, uh, focused on personal relationships than technicalities and stuff like I am. Uh, but she's one of those that she, she doesn't take the failure in, in, in things that, that, I, that she loves. No, if she fails, it's just because she's not done yet. Oh, wow. You know, like, oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this, this is something that came to my mind yesterday as well on the, uh, when we were having our 40 days for personal revolution meeting, uh, and someone men mentioned failure because the, the whole conversation was, uh, stepping out of the comfort zone. Uh, and it also aligns with a question that someone asked me this week in terms of, uh, why is my yoga practice good? And I said, just because I, I don't accept that I cannot do something. And again, mm. I, okay, I don't so I don't, ex it. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't accept that I can't do something. In, Is that in a, something in a, in a healthy way? Of course. <laughs> well, in term, in term. Uh, I'm not uh, trying something really stupid, you know, like just because I believe oh, yes, I can I, do oh, it. Oh, I, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get it. And so, though I can't accept that I can't do something, is that something you learned from your mom? Uh, again, I think uh, maybe by example, not. Sure. I, I think. I, I of think. Course. I think I got it a bit stronger than her, I, or maybe just where I apply this, it's a bit more perceivable and and unique, maybe. Uh, because it comes down to technical things or understanding a bit or, or, or understanding and breaking down the things I want to do so I can grow on that. So I, I, I think I got it. She, she does it a bit more natural, let's say. Mm, and mm. I got into the technicalities of why, how, what, and, and do you know what I mean? I do. So here's the question that I have for you is I can't accept that I can't do something. And you say yes in a healthy way. Yet d does that cause you any challenges in your life or relationships or work? Does that cause you any difficulties? Uh, no, because I'm aware of that. So I, 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 I try to let's say before it causes damages on, on relationship, for example, uh, I am, because I'm aware of that, I, I can break it. <laughs> although, although it's still there, I, I let, let's say I can control it somehow. Uh, I think if it's something that involves just myself and something that I'm doing, then that break doesn't exist or that break is not applied. So if you're, 
Right. So if you if you consider that the ego is brain mind language and your narrative is I can't accept that I can't do something, all your mind hears is I can't and I can't accept. And then you're aware of it and you move into a form of control. Is um your pra- the practice of your life happening through you? It requires a shift there. I would say uh, uh, from the moment that that challenge is acknowledged, let's say, until it becomes a flow, it is not a smooth transition. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it, it just takes effort, right? It just takes, it take, it, yeah, it takes mental effort. effort. It, it takes a mm-hmm. bit of uh, diving deeper uh, into whatever activity it is or whatever practice. So- what else would you what else would you like to say instead of I can't accept that I can't do something? What would be an, an antidote to that or a replacement to that? Because you see, it's both a belief and a way of being. It's a belief that you can't accept that you that you can't accept that you can't do something. Mm-hmm. It's not a fact. It's a belief. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a way of being that creates this um quest for constant challenge. So uh, what it seems like, feels like, is that there is not a lot of um, gentle forgiveness and, you know, flow, you know, within yourself, that there's a bit a bit of an edge. Is that right? Like, and, and often a very healthy edge. It creates like yeah. lots of really good results for you. Yeah, I think exactly as I said, like, uh, I've got the data. If if I fail, is because I'm not done yet. And yes, not, your winning formula. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then, of course, unless I completely lose the engagement to that activity, uh, which sometimes happens, uh, then then I will keep doing. And that, yeah, sometimes that can bring a bit of an unbalance. Uh, if that shift doesn't happen, you know, of, of becoming like, okay, this is ju- this is a flow now. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that generates some balance. Right. So, um, do you ever experience yourself as an, as over efforting? Like, um, a, as an example, um, my husband is always scratches his head that I, I can start a book and if I don't like it, I'll just put it down and I won't pick it up again, but he <laughs> will always finish the book. Yeah. So is it is it does it show up like that that you'll you'll always complete the task even if it's not bringing you any joy or if it's you know like you said taking you out of balance in your life? I'm I, what I'm look we're looking for here. You and I were on the hunt for where's the pinch? Yeah, uh, if it's just for me, sometimes I just stop doing that. But if I if I committed to someone else that I would deliver that then yes, then I will do all the way through it. And I'll, and no I'll matter finish, what. I'll finish that task, yeah. Even if the person says they didn't even want it in the first place, you know what I mean? Like, I'm looking for where is the overriding? Where are you overriding your own instinct to pivot, shift, duck, weave, give yourself a, a take two, you know? Like, actually, oopsie, I committed to that, but I really mean no. I said yes, but I actually mean no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm looking yeah. for where is the where where do you begin to override? Because he, here's the thing, Carlo. If we if we if we cycle back to the beginning of this conversation, you you were so um, you so beautifully illustrated the life of a of a young man who found out, woke up, and looked around and said, "OMG, I'm in a life of of drift. I the, everything's being handed to me. I've got everything. I've got the couch and the pillow. Everything is comfy." And you mm-hmm. realize that your full potential of your life was not there in the comfort zone. And so you stepped out of that and you went into the unknown and went to another country and are living in a completely in a completely different culture. And you uh, discovered yoga and discovered how the physical practice was so, re- so um, awakening to the spiritual practice. And now you're thinking and looking up thinking, wow, I actually might be able to speak in front of a crowd and actually put my voice into the hearts and minds and bodies of other people and make an impact and difference for them. 
That's, that's the vision that you have. That's the potential that you're living into. And then you've got this other aspect of yourself that is um, quite heady, that is, uh, that you, you notice that ego voice, the ego drive that says push harder, that says I can't accept that I can't do something, that when I say I'll do something, by God, I'll do it. There's a level of control that you're, you're observing. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're very aware. <laughs> your, your, your self-awareness is on point. And it, it, what I, what I, um, I think I want to ask you is what's not working. Uh, I, w- I would refer back to, to my professional life in that, in the, I would say that that is what is not working at the moment. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what about that? Like, wh- what about you is not working in your, in your work? What about you? So not about the job, but mm-hmm. what about you? Uh, I think I'm not being able to identify that I can maybe grow in, in, every single experience that I have. And Mm. then the fact that I'm saying that those are the same challenges, those are the same experiences, the same problems every time, it doesn't mean that I cannot take a different lesson every single time that that happens. Maybe that's where I'm failing in, in maybe, maybe I don't really need the challenge to to (laughs) grow. I just need to change the, the lenses I'm looking at (laughs) or I'm looking through. (laughs) I mean, you barely even answered the question and you solved it already. Like, good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, way to get there fast. <laughs> Thanks. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a compliment. You're very quick. Yeah, I I mean, that, that, my friend, is what transformation is about. It's a moment. Yes, you've been pushing up against this, this sort of sticky bit at work knowing that you are personally responsible for everything at at your job and everything in your life you already know that you're already there yet something's not quite working so you're pushing up against that over and over again and then in in a moment in a flash you're like oh i could just look at this through a different lens and it could be completely transformed could be completely different yeah so, so g- say a bit more for you, like just for it to really land for you. What's the new lens you're looking at your work through? Describe that. I'm looking through a lens of opportunities. I, I, I guess that that's where my shift needs to, to go, to need to be. Uh, and uh, yeah, just find opportunities for growth. In, and again, in every single experience regardless if it's technical regardless if it's a personal connection or just talking to someone uh, just understanding uh, someone else at work or why this is happening with a specific person what where is that person coming from uh, or that request coming from uh, I, this is all part of the growth and i think that maybe i should be focusing more on that instead of the uh, the technical skills or, or, or skill set required to perform a specific task. <laughs> it's like your brain descended down into your heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's the lens. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. So you get to now bring your heart into your mind brain driven career. Yeah, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, transform the engineering world, could you? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> now that's a challenge. That it is indeed. <laughs> yes, to bring to bring a heart-centered focus to the work that you do in the exacting world in the world of precision, in the world of measurement. Yeah, in the world of measurement, where um, typically, you know, there there is like the, the world of the heart is is unmeasurable. The world of yoga, as we've been saying, is unmeasurable. Yet your career is in the world of measurement, right? 
Yeah, true. Right and wrong, black and white. Yeah, it equals this. Like there. So if you if you bring okay, oh gosh, tell me what would if you brought more of a heart centered focus to your work? Where I I heard you say you start asking new questions, you start you start seeing people, you start um, seeing your your coworkers as the contribution that they are as human beings, not human doings, mm-hmm. and. What's possible? What would be possible for your for your um, company? What would be possible where you work if that were to happen? Well, I think a lot of opportunities will will, will open there because we do a lot of client facing uh, engagements and and all sorts of uh, let's say we provide experiences to to our clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yeah, I could be contributing more if if I do that. Yeah, so you would be contributing to your clients. Yeah. You know, um, hang on, I'm going to read you a quote. So from a, a lovely man named David Brooks, who wrote a book called The Second Mountain. And he said, a good life is serving others wholeheartedly and being served wholeheartedly in return. That's a good life. And uh, there is no um, challenge. Uh, there is no efforting in service. It, you're wholeheartedly serving and wholeheartedly receiving service. That's what you experience in your yoga practice, yeah? Yes, yeah. And you also um, notice that when that ego mind of yours starts to chirp, saying push harder, that you know you've stepped out of service when that happens, yeah? Yes. And then you you like you shift, you say, Oh, wake up. Okay, I'm awake. Great, ground down, you know, deep breath. Whew, back to service, serving myself, serving my, you know, my my community, serving my relationships, serving my world. And so that's just the shift is from what is, well, you describe what, what is the shift from what to what? Uh, in general will be the, as I said, the, the, the capital S and the, mm-hmm. the lower S that, that, that's the shift. Or, and then from what to what? So, yeah. So from the bit, so I get it from, yeah, from the yeah, ego driven yeah. thing. So, but if you were to, to, again, like describe it to, um, your great aunt, like, uh, what's the shift that you're, you're, <laughs> remember I, I asked you, what are you creating Carlo? And you talked about, you know, you want to create being able to share the thing that you love with the world with share the thing you love with people that, Oh my gosh, you actually said it beautifully. You said, if I'm receiving this, all the, this knowledge and gift and, and growth from yoga, uh, it's nothing if I don't share it. Yeah. So, um, there's for me there's this vibe of um of getting somewhere of um of being almost right about about um getting to a place like um a ch- a check a check mark or an arrival there's uh, something there there's a there's a dr- driving force that you talk about in that push harder ego driven narrative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's i get that you really identify that and that you're wanting to step away from that and into what instead uh being in constant flow right so from from push to flow yeah yeah totally Yeah. yeah and then when that when you do that what's possible for you i believe everything I I, yeah. I I I don't know what what I don't know, so <laughs> I, I will not I will not be closing the opportunities there. <laughs> I'll leave it open. <laughs> oh, wow, you'd be open to opportunities. Yeah, you know, Carlo, the feeling I get too is that you'd be open to receiving as yeah. much as you give. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you ever feel like you're the one to do it all the time? That it's up to you. Uh, 
in some things, in in some areas. Uh, but I also I acknowledge when when someone does something much much better than I do, uh, and I think we see it quite often uh, between me and myself here because we are very different. And I she does something so graciously that I just go I would I I wouldn't be able to do it that way. <laughs> right. So, so there's a humility there. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh you know the the word a uh, humble uh comes from the root of the word uh from a Latin word that means to be grounded. So to be humble means to be grounded. And the groundedness is in in this conversation comes from your heart. The the ego stuff that is up in your brain and your mind is is quite ungrounded, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it feels quite disconnected. So humility is an access point for you to observe the uh, opportunity that is around you, observe the the openness that you have to receiving, to be to be able to show up in service. Humility is your. I mean, it's it's sweet because humility is something that a lot of people think is um is a, is like a vitamin you have to take. Like it's like a shame on you. You need humility. You know how how mm -hmm. dare you be so such an egomaniac? You need some humble pie. <laughs> it, have you ever heard that? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a colloquialism, but you know, I. I don't mean it that way. I mean it that that that's actually who you are, Carlo, is humble. Mm. Does that yeah. fit? Uh, well, I, I would like to. I, I think it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think again, if if it, if I assess that sentence with my heart i then i i think it fits i i, I believe it fits mm. uh as long as i keep my my brain out of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's that thinking thinking i tell you it gets us into trouble every time yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I just really appreciate your self awareness and um and that you uh you have a lot of capability because you work hard. You're not the guy who's walking around saying I'm lucky. You you work hard for everything you've created. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, uh, that that humility with which you live your life of of hard work. That's uh that is going to serve you very very deeply in your life. That's the thing. That humility is the very piece that has you be spiritually aware and open. And that's the piece that humility is the piece that has you connect with other people and to be of service. If you go into any environment from I know, people want to just turn around and walk away. Yes, yeah, true. So I love that you're always looking for the next challenge. And yet what would happen if you came from the next, looking for the next challenge from humility? I think a lot more opportunities will, would be appearing and will be presented. Yeah. I sense that with you. I really do. So if I was to ask you this based on this conversation, which has been rich and um, <laughs> I don't know, another word enlightening, like it's your, you have an, um, you have an uplifted, upgraded, enlightened way of observing yourself, which I really appreciate. And based on this conversation that we've had, what do you sense you have the power to be now from a beingness? Uh, definitely lighter, uh, I would say, uh, more heart open or more heart. Yeah. I think that those are some, uh, those are things that I, uh, it will, it will require a bit of work. <clears throat> I won't say it will be a, a, like an easy transition. Uh, 
But as I said, it. That, what if it were though? What if it was no, easy? No, no. What if it was easy? See, you want to uh, put hard into a place where there is no, no hardness. So you're, I'm asking what you have the power to be, and you're saying I have the power to be heart centered or to be light. And then you said it will be hard work. But what if it wasn't hard work? What if it was the most natural thing you could possibly be? Yeah, that got me a bit out of pace. <laughs> but, but because you're right, but, but because you're right. <laughs> in a, in a <laughs> oh, I love to be right. <laughs> But that's the, that's see that's the default setting that is ingrained in you that has you say that it's hard that you have to push harder even the things you love and appreciate and are you know joyful about that you know you wouldn't say you know let's go get some ice cream yeah that's going to be a tough trip let's go make that happen come on let's work harder go get that ice cream you know there 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 is something lighter to embody even about your spiritual awakening toward more lightness, to 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 more heart driven, more heart centric, to being at the heart of the matter versus being uh, being very driven, challenge oriented, push harder. I can't accept that I can't do something like that's got a hardness to it. Mm-hmm. And and somewhere too, if I may make a huge assumption that as men too, there is something there is something about things have to be hard. You have to push. Mm-hmm. That being soft, sweet, in flow, ambling, you know, yeah, that softness of flow is not necessarily the way men are raised. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we're going into big topic yet. Like you said, I said, what would you have the power to be? And you said, well, I just feel light. I feel like maybe the power to be heart centered, but it's going to be hard work. So I'm actually asking now, what if that were easy? Now, what would give that, what would that give you the power to be? That would give me the power to be in the flow constantly. Yeah. 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 Wow. The flow is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The power to be. So now you get to decide. So if if it's the power to be in flow, then you get to decide what takes you out of flow and what doesn't. And that what new lens can you look through to in order to see a situation in a way that could provide flow? Yeah. True. I mean, that was a very cool insight of yours, by the way. <laughs> I feel that one. So what do you um what do you know to do now? I'll make a transition. <laughs> I will uh I will start today looking at the, the opportunities I was saying instead of yeah. being frustrated uh with uh, not being the challenge I was looking for, just focus on the opportunity of learning with every single experience. Yeah. And every single person, every, Correct. every experience, yeah. every person, that's it. Yeah. You know, it always comes back down to relationships. That's what our world is made up of is just relationships. Yeah. Yeah. True. Good job. You good job. <laughs> Thank you, Erin. Thank you for the, You're welcome for the insights. Well, you're welcome. I mean, listen, I, I think that the world of engineering, the world of yoga will be deeply served by you. The world of Mia, your relationships, the people in your life will be deeply served by you. Just You just keep doing what you do with great humility and, and flow. And you will, you will, I mean, listen, you will receive more than you ever dreamed of and you'll be able to give more than you've ever dreamed of. Thank you very much. I have no I doubt. Re- really appreciate that. I have no doubt. I cannot wa- wait to watch you soar and flow. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it.
<laughs> yeah. Carlo, keep in touch with me, okay? I'd love to hear how this how this has directly impacted your life in your work and your relationships. I would love to uh, follow up with you. So I'll be I'll be checking in with you soon. Okay. Thank you, Erin. Thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. All the best, Carlo. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Power to Be podcast. To my guests, you need to know, wow, it takes something to dig deep and push past resistance and let what's in the way drop. And you did this publicly. You're my hero. And to my listeners, thank you for holding big space for them and for yourself. I sincerely hope an insight was available to you. I'm committed to delivering real deal, fearless coaching to bring you a fresh perspective and to tear down barriers and limiting beliefs and provide the support, energy, and love that will make all the difference in your life. I'm here for you. Let's connect. Visit livebigco.com to learn more. I can't wait to find out what you have the power to be.